Owen Marbury was part owner of an IT service business. Now he's locking horns with his ex-partner Devin and fighting for his reputation and his freedom. But when Michaela Stanford, his former college bestie and crush, walks back into his life, he's reminded of the fire that still burns between them. As their 20-year college reunion approaches, they have a chance to rekindle their friendship and explore love once again. But Owen's battle with Devin is getting in the way of pursuing things with Michaela. With Devin breathing down their necks and threatening their lives, Owen must decide whether to give in or fight for his heart's desire. This is the premise of Secret Second Chances, a friends to lovers second chance romance available on Amazon on March 5th. Pick up your copy today. Hello, everyone. This is the Nerdy Romantics Podcast. I'm your host, Y.M. Nelson, and this is Episode 5. My intro music is Feeling of Sunlight by Dano Songs, and you can find it on danosongs.com. Find me on ymnelson.com where you can connect with all of my social media and all of my cool stuff, even past episodes of this podcast. So, um, we are talking today about the book Rock the Curves by Twyla Turner and today we will have on two um, nerdy romantics who full disclosure are also my friends um, Dana and Stacy both of them are avid readers they will be talking about their impressions of this book and we'll be talking together so Twyla Turner's Rock the Curves, a rock star romance, the premise, Gage Walker being a talented rock star. He's the hero. Lyris Wright is beautiful, curvy, and confident, aspiring singer. It's an interracial romance between Lyris, um, who is black, and Gage who is of a Latino or Hispanic descent. So I will read part of the blurb from Amazon. Running out of options and running low on money, she, that being Lyris, auditions as a backup singer for rock and roller Gage Walker. He's blown away by her incredible voice and captivated by her lush curves. Although Lyris needs the job she's not happy about working with the gorgeous musician not when she resents the fact that he's been handed his career because of his looks little does she know that he came from very humble beginnings people aren't always what they seem 
Can Lyris get out of her own way and let the attraction she feels as they tour the world take hold? Or will Gage's pop star, ex-girlfriend, and meddling record label tear their all-consuming connection apart? So um, in the Amazon uh, blurb, it does say warning adult content 18 and up. I would consider this as at least steamy romance. Mm, I don't know if I'd say erotic level, but maybe. So there are open door sex scenes and there's some language issues there. So I wouldn't say, you know, this is for your kids. But today um, I'm going to talk about a few things before we get into our talk with our nerdy romantics fans or nerdy romantics readers I should say and the first for me is um, some backstory of how I found this book I found it through another author's Facebook group I'm a part of another author's Facebook group they posted the cover and I will say that I fell in love with the cover of this book So I wanted to read it. The cover of the book, um, if you see it on Amazon, you'll see that the model is full figured and definitely a black woman. And the, um, the guy that she's with, you know, he's, you know, covered up. This is not like one of those shirtless kind of books, but, um, as far as the cover goes, but, um, he is pretty hot and he does have that rock star uh, look. So the other thing I notice is that these are not people that I have seen before on covers. So this is not a stock photo, although there are not a lot of stock photos with curvy black women in them posed with guys. Th- this cover was definitely professionally done for her number one and number two it just looks good they look good together and it just looks good and um then when i read the blurb i was like okay this is a pretty decent book as far as the blurb is concerned it seems like it's going to be pretty entertaining And so from there, I went on and I read it. And of course, I recommended it to my Nerdy Romantics reader group, uh, specifically to a couple of friends of mine. And they'll be on here to talk about what their impressions are. And I'll be back. Okay, so we are here with our Nerdy Romantics Book Club members, Dana and Stacy, and both of them have read uh, Rock the Curves by Twyla Turner. Um, We're just going to talk a little bit about the book. I'm going to ask a couple of questions. We're going to gab a little, and we'll see what happens. Why don't each of us tell our listeners, tell them who you are and what kinds of books do you like? Um, Stacy, tell us about yourself. 
<laughs> well, my name is Stacy, and um, the books I tend to read or I've been reading recently have been more of a horror, thriller, action kind of uh, books. Well, well, to be honest, more mostly horror, like Stephen King or and recently because of that TV show, I love Cap. Lovecraft Country, or recently like Ida B. Wells. So it hasn't been any romance novels recently, but um, I used to read them all the time. And this, reading this book was um, very good for me, as in it was a new genre that I haven't been reading, hadn't, well, not a new genre, but something I haven't read in a while. Okay. Dana, why don't you tell us, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself (laughs) and what you like to read? All right, my name is Dana, and similar to Stacy, I typically like to read thrillers, horrors, things like that. So I was Stephen King, Dean Koontz, John Saul, all those um, type of people. Um, there's a new one I'm reading. Another last name is Carath or something like that. I can't remember his first name. Anyway, but to kind of offset that, I do like to throw in something a little lighter. So um, some paranoia paranormal stuff like I like Molly Harper but I also like my occasional interracial (laughs) romance novels that's typically what I go for and so usually I do the Asian and black woman and the white man and black woman although I have read some of Theodore Taylor's uh, Alien and black woman as well (laughs) so I'm kind of all over the place All right. So being that this is an interracial romance, was this right up your alley? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Sure enough. (laughs) Had had either of you read Twyla Turner, any books by her before? No, this is my first time reading Twyla Turner. Okay. I'm not a hundred percent sure because I sometimes confuse her with uh, the other lady, Theodore. Theodora. Theodora Taylor. Yes. So I think I have. Matter of fact, I want to say I thought they even did a book together, but don't hold me that. So I'm not 100% sure. I don't know. All right. So they're (laughs) kind of in the, I guess, in the same kind of author circles there. If you get one by Twyla, you might see a also recommended on Amazon for a Theodore Taylor book or Eva Vaughn book. So they kind of are all in the kind of in in the similar circle a lot of them write interracial romance so just a little bit of a recap this interracial romance is a rock star romance gage walker is the superstar rock star he is we want to say hispanic Latino, something like that descent. I think specifically maybe Brazilian is part of it and in white. Lyris, our heroine, is Black and um, she is an aspiring singer who Gage ends up enlisting. So uh, before we get too far into this, um, listeners, We will be doing spoilers, so spoiler alert if you have not read this, although this has been out since, I believe, April of this year. We are now recording this in September, but spoiler alert, we will be talking about some things going on in the book, and if you want to read it and don't want to be spoiled, now's the time to pause this recording and come back to it. 
uh, first off, Stacy, what did you like about the book? And actually, let's all start with the cover. Did we like the cover? Yes, no, and why? Do we remember the cover? Yeah, I'm trying to look at it. Right yeah, I'm trying to remember um, it too. And actually, I mean, I like the cover now that I see it. It's not so straight off that it is a um, interracial romance. So it's not like I'm not fooled into thinking of something else or not necessarily fooled, but I know what I'm getting to when I read the book or I don't have to guess about it. I think, was it The Wedding Date? Which you really did. I didn't know that was an interracial romance when I wrote first read that because... Initially, I didn't know it because, you know, the cover, it just has the, it doesn't have people on it, really. So, you don't, you don't know, but in this case, you do. And it's, I mean, it's a nice picture. And I mean, you have time to pull it up. Oh, yeah, I got it pulled up. I was going to say, because I remember she kind of, she kind of reminded me of Jill Scott for whatever reason. But no, I like the cover. I prefer real people covers versus the drawings. And so this to Stacy's point, help me kind of get an idea of what this book may be about and who would be something I'm interested in. So I like the cover. cover. The guy looked good. Uh, <laughs> that's the main thing. So yeah, I liked it. The guy did look good. And he didn't <laughs> have to be shirtless to look good. Yes. Right? And I don't yeah. see 500 tattoos all over his neck and everything else. Exactly. He still looks good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. With his medium shirt on. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Getting into the story, what did we like about this book? What did we kind of have an issue with? I did like the fact that it took us on a kind of a world tour there and it took us backstage to different concerts. Also, there's this one section in there where they go to Gage's hometown and we got a little bit in Brazil and we got a little bit of that kind of cultural vibe there you know so I, I thought at at some point I'm like okay I'm learning a little something even while I'm you know having a good time reading about two people having some good times together so <laughs> what did y'all like about it story-wise I'm gonna be honest like story-wise one of the better things about this book having read my fair share of these types of books the sex scenes were actually better than some that I've read in some of the other books. They were a little bit different. Um, the scene, I think they were caught in the rain. Um, I won't go into all the details or anything, but it, some of the scenes were, they were good. I don't, I don't, you know, I've never had to explain a sex scene in a book before, so I don't even know how to talk about it, but I was there for it. I don't know how else to say. It was like, <laughs> you know, cause let's be honest, a lot of these books, they have the similar, you know, thing. Either the people didn't like each other when they first met or they liked each other, but they didn't think the other person was going to like them, blah, blah, blah. They usually have a similar format. So you kind of know what you're going to get. And a lot of times sex scenes, kind of what you expect to get as well but i would say that this one i actually felt that it was written a lot better to the point that i was like oh yeah and i reread some of it so <laughs> I, yes. I for me that was one of the things that stood out about this over some of the other books i read stacy what about you well i mean for me this is like the first romance i had read in a while i mean the last one i read was the the wedding date and that was like couple of years ago, whenever that first came out. Mm -hmm. um, well, first was a paperback. So this was like, 
just really new for me that, okay, I'm going to read a romance novel. And for a while there, I just got burnt out on reading romance novels because it's just, okay, every last one is the same. She looks the same. It's the same <laughs> kind of concepts. It's always the same. And I was just kind of fed up with them. This is the first one I've read. And usually I don't really read a whole lot of um, interracial romance novels just because it I usually don't see them. I usually go into the bookstore. And now that with COVID, I have not been doing that. Oh, and it wasn't right. until when we started these calls or conversations, like, okay, I'm using um, Kindle Unlimited. I was like, wow, there's a whole, there's a whole lot of them out there. <laughs> I did not yeah. really realize that until, until, this, until, until we started talking because of that. Now, that being said, this is like the first interracial romance novel besides wedding uh the wedding date um that i've read i think it's like the second or third one i've really ever read because i've not really gone into those kind of novels and this was pretty good to me i really enjoyed the story i like the characters um which let's be honest there's been some some books we read that i did not like the characters at all so Mm -hmm. this one it was just a great concept to me and that I can understand her, her inhibitions or like why she did not want to be in a relationship initially. It was actually, I knew the stuff that was going to happen because most romance novels are really the same, but it's how you tell the story. And they, I think they did a really good job of telling it. So much so that I've read a few more of her books since, um, since this one, because it's like, oh, she's pretty good. So I really did enjoy this book and it was really refreshing because for a while there, I was like, I can't read another romance novel. They're all the same. So this was a really good change for me. Something you said about about the story being refreshing and, um, you know, about the interracial concept, too, but um, also about the characters. Uh, a couple of things that kind of stick out to me, of course, is the fact that she is a curvy girl, which... Love that. I'm all about that, about curvy girls showing, uh, being shown love. The fact that she's in this interracial relationship kind of gives it another layer to what would just be a regular romance story. So what did y'all think about the fact that she was a curvy girl? This is uh, Lyris, our heroine. So this is going to get into something I actually didn't like about the book. So obviously... I like that she was a curvy girl. I mean, you know, I could see that from the front of the book. I knew it going into it. What I don't like, and, and this is just not this author, but any author that does this, when we talk about curvy girls, because it's so, you know, it's almost, it's like a genre in itself. You know, it is like, it's not just any girl. We have to make sure we tell everybody she's curvy, which is fine because I want to know that. What I don't want to know is that she's a size 16, her waist is 42 inches or whatever it is. Like when you start taking that curvy, which I feel like encompasses every woman who is not, you know, a straight size. Now you've just made somebody like me who is bigger than this curvy girl in this book. This all of a sudden knocks me out of feeling like, oh, this could be me. You know, you've Mm -hmm. taken what, you know, we could all imagine what curvy looks like to us, right? Right. But you've given it a size. And I don't like, I don't like when any author does that. But I also find that more authors who are doing the curvy girls 
are the ones who have to do it versus saying, oh, she has an ass like a body and let me in my mind determine what that is. We'll go, oh, she's curvy. She wears a size 16. <laughs> like, I don't understand why we need to tell anybody what her size or any measurements are. I, I think that's unnecessary. And, and honestly, I don't remember. Y'all have to help me, but since I'm on this soapbox right now, I also don't like if the curvy girl is always well proportioned with big boobs and big booty. Like, I don't know what that is. Like, some of us get that, but some of us don't. You know, again, it just seems to be that same thing over and over. But I know she did talk about the actual girl's size and that. And that was pretty early on in the book. And honestly, that kind of turned me off because I immediately was like, oh, this isn't me. So I'm really reading, you know, because I think when you read a romance novel, you kind of picture yourself, oh, this could be me, you know, this guy. Da, 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 da. Escapism. Yes. Right. Yeah. But when, you know, once you tell me she's nothing like you, <laughs> then I'm like, oh, <laughs> <Right>. okay. <laughs> I'm reading about <laughs> right. somebody else's life. That's fine. You know? Right. And so just for me, that, that takes me out of it. And I just feel like it's something that I see more when the woman is plus size than I do if she's just a straight size. Stacy, what do you think? Well, I didn't, it didn't take me out of it when she said that, it, when she talks about the size. I don't think it's really necessary if you say it's a curvy girl or, or she's plus size or whatever they have, they want to word it, but well, it depends on how they word it too. But um, I, I don't think it's really necessary for them to say the size, that person, but that did not take me out of it, at least for me. I do think maybe a description of her body type sometimes. I think in her other novels, one of the other novels, she has like these friends and all this group of friends. And she does describe how they're shaped, but she also includes their sizes, which I, okay. Once I read that one, that did take me out of it a little bit on some of the characters. In this case, it maybe didn't take me out on this first book because this was the first book that I've had read in a while where she was plus size and I liked her. So I didn't really think about it. But as I started reading more of those novels, they became more of an issue later on. So it was like first when I read it, the fact that she was plus size, that was great for me. And that was it. That's all I really thought about. But as you read more of it, you start to get specifics on how or what you really would like to see or not see um, in a book. If I read this again now that I've read several other novels um, that her and other people with plus sizes or curvy girls as a lead, I might think about it differently, but I'm trying to think of it more when I first read it and how much I liked it. And so I think that may make a difference. If you've been reading curvy girl novels or, you know, novels where the heroine is plus size, you may have a different perspective on it than someone who's just read it. And it's just, wow, someone who may look like me versus, okay, now that she says she's a perfect size, you know, 14 or 16, it's like, that's not me, you know? (laughs) Um, I think that does make a difference. And after the novelty runs out, you do make, you do start noticing those things. So um, as I'm going back through it, this curvy girl is supposedly proportioned to what Dana was saying. She, she mentions, you know, her body shape and it is like Coke bottle kind of thing, mm-hmm. even though she's plus size. So she's got the big boob, she's got the big butt. And not all plus size women have the big boobs and the big butt. Um, And we're not all proportioned that way. I can see the pluses. I can see the minuses of that. 
So now that we've kind of talked about the heroine a little bit, let's talk about the hero, Gage. First of all, what do we think about Gage? Uh, Then I'm going to get into some specifics. So I think in general for me, I mean, he just seemed to be, I guess, an all-around, I guess, kind of nice guy. He's not that, at least to me, he's not like a strong alpha male or anything like that. He's definitely not. I think he's... (laughs) He's more of a, a beta slash cinnamon roll guy. So for okay. romance <laughs> folks, we kind of know what that is all about. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. I definitely. <laughs> I, 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 I've heard of beta. I don't know about the about cinnamon, cinnamon roll thing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk later. Okay. Uh, but no. So, I mean, you know, I think he he has the patience of Joe because I would have so left her. But <laughs> 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 No, I mean, I, I think he's a good guy. I think he, there were some decisions. That, you know, I always think about this. People don't react fast enough to do stuff. For me, sometimes, like, uh, when his ex kind of, like, barged in and he was in the shower sometimes, and then he gets caught, there's, like, Lyris would have never got out of there before I explained to her what would happen. <laughs> like, this just would not have happened. Like, we would have right. had that conversation. This wouldn't have been, like, uh, you know. But again, that's how books and TV shows, because Corey and I talk about this all the time with TV shows, like this all could have been solved with one conversation. <laughs> right. You know, or whatever. <laughs> but if you have it, then your story's over. It's so over. I, I get why they do it. But no, I mean, in general, like I had more issues with her than I, I did with him. I did love that it was interesting that he also had a weight issue at one point. Because I mean, how many times do you hear about that? At least I haven't in my romance books you know the guys are always and and he was too eventually but they're always like built and perfect six-pack abs and all this other stuff and you know but they they love a curvy girl whereas he he's been there before and so that i would have been interested to explore that maybe more not in this but maybe in a a different book in general seeing it because i have no idea what that's like because we don't have to talk about what like a weight experience is like from a guy's perspective when it comes to, you know, romance. I have yeah. no idea what that's like, you know, I just know what he's like for women or for me. So I thought that was interesting. Um, and then, you know, the whole stomach removal thing. I just, that was interesting, but no, I liked him. Well, did he get the surgery or he just had, no, he just had, no, he, he worked <laughs> out and lost yeah. his weight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He said stomach rule. I was like, what? I don't oh, it know. was a skin. It, he, yeah. yeah. Okay. Cause yeah. I was like, I know I missed yeah. that. I knew. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <no. laughs> but I mean, I like that. The, the fact that they kind of, they had that about him and they talked about it. Cause a, a lot of things I read and it's like, oh yes, he's always looked like that, but he still goes for a curvy woman or, he, and there's nothing wrong with that, but, the understanding and empathy, I don't really see that for people who have never had an issue on anything before in their life, you know? And I just don't feel that it doesn't have to be, a, it doesn't have to be weight issue or anything like that, but it could be just, if you have a perfect life, a lot of times it's hard to find or see anyone beyond that. And I'm, I'm trying to really trying to break that down in a different way, but it's just, um, I like the fact that he had issues before the relationship and that, he had to work his own issues out too. And I like that, that he wasn't totally a perfect person. Yeah. And he came out of the box. Here I am, the Ken doll of your dreams. So I right. like that. <laughs> right. Well, y'all kind of answered a specific question I had. So um, about 
gauge and about his weight. And I like the fact that that was written in there that, you know, he had also had a weight issue. I kind of wish that was a little bit more explored as well, other than just saying he had a weight issue. It, you know, there was a, a paragraph or two more than what I just said. But other than that, uh, how about other things? Are there other things that y'all may have wished that the author would have done with the story or that maybe you thought it was going one way and it didn't? Okay. It's me again. (laughs) All right. Me again. (laughs) Please stop making the curvy girl so insecure. Oh my gosh. I mean, she doesn't have to like be like completely confident. Everything she does, never make a mistake and be perfect. But she was, Lyris was noticeably insecure to the point that she, as me as a reader, she was getting on my nerves. I didn't like her at one point because I felt like she, she needed therapy. She is, I can't deal with people who are letting other people run their lives. Basically, this is what it, it boiled down to me. She really wanted to be, have this musical career and be a singer. Everybody and their mama knows what that life comes with. When you get fame, people are going to talk crap about you. Her skin is so thin. She should have just forgot about that, maybe sang in the church. But to want something that bad and not be okay or at least seem to have some concept that it's going to happen, not just that it's going to happen, but how you're going to handle it was beyond me. I just felt like she wasn't ready for it. I don't feel like she had the confidence for all this. And and that's why earlier I said that I felt like he was really like being patient with her because she was a little much for me personally to want such a career in the public eye Mm -hmm. to be so, but out the same breath, you know, I'm confident. I like me, (laughs) you know, whatever. But it's just, I don't want other people talking about me. That makes me feel horrible. I don't want to, you know, I'm like, "Mm." I'm confused. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry, but I no, I disagree with that. I think she was actually being more realistic than anything else. I don't think. Yes, yeah, she said she and there were parts where she said she was confident in herself and her, herself, but it wasn't just necessarily confidence in herself. It was this. I think it's just about, like you said, the atmosphere she's in, or she was going to be in. She knows how that industry is and how right. that could be a stress or strain. It's not necessarily. Oh yeah, she would think she thinks she's she looks fine. But will society or his fans and all that and that constant scrutinization, I think she was realistic. Can I survive that? Yeah. You know, it's one thing to be like, oh, yeah, I'm confident in how I look and I'm here going out in the world in my everyday, like how we do. But it's another thing to be yeah. confident in the way you look and someone keeps on hammering at you. Because we see how Lizzo is and how they are. They constantly hammer and she's not even with anybody that for us to do it but the fact that she was with someone that they deemed is out of her league which you know and I think that's what she is expected that people are going to say stuff and she might be able to take it up to a point but she also said is he will he be able to stand it too and I think that is a realistic thing to to think about because if you look at I mean there's not really a plus size person that's out there that's that to me is going through kind of similar but I was thinking about Keanu Reeves and a girl and the woman he oh, yeah. started dating. It's like people are like, oh my gosh, so so so. It's like there's nothing wrong with it. He she's actually just age appropriate, and we're like, oh my god, this is a, this is the greatest. You know, it's like right. she's just his age. Wow, <laughs> exactly. my god. And but 
and then you think about there's nothing there's nothing different and she's a nice looking lady and she's just age appropriate and we are all shocked and, and like my god what's going on now if you talk about if someone and they're the handsome whatever what everybody craves and they're dating someone that's not the classic beauty that we think they should be with they're both gonna get hammered with something you know and i just right. think in this case she was realistic the fact that I'm going to be, you know, social media is big. Am I going to be under, am I ready for constant scrutiny on my looks? And do I match up with him? And will he be able to handle the same scrutiny and someone's hammering on to him? And I think that's, that's realistic. I mean, you think, well, like yeah, shows and I, stuff like that. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was gonna say, I think I'm talking about more about her career choice. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, why is that your career? You can't handle it. Like, that's what I'm saying. Everybody knows if you're going to become the next biggest Beyonce, if you cannot handle the heat and she can barely handle a match, (laughs) you, this is not the career for you. (laughs) Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, their relationship is a whole nother thing in itself. But I I didn't, because she was just like, she wanted to be the singer. She deserved this. I felt she was not going to be ready for this. I just felt like it was such a bad idea in the first place. And yes, having a relationship with a hot man on top of it probably made it worse. But I don't even think if she had been by herself in a corner and made it, that it would have been any better. I just felt like she was just, no. (laughs) (laughs) But I also think like you have a, she had a dream that that's what she wants to do. But at the same time, some a lot of people who become celebrities and become famous and they don't realize all of it that it's going to take. I mean, you can tell that by what people post online or how they do have a breakdown. I mean, Britney Spears is cutting all her hair off. I mean, we know that not everybody can handle the pressure once it gets to that point. So a lot of times it's like, I'm I'm trying to go to my dream and you're like, I'm focused on my dream, but not necessarily, you're not sometimes thinking about the negative impacts that getting or attaining that dream will mean. And I do think that, yeah, maybe she wasn't thinking about those impacts, how fame and all that will be impacted on how she feels about herself and what people will say. Yeah, to point she wasn't thinking about that. But, you know, I, I think she was still kind of, I want to achieve my goals and my dream, but not thinking about, okay, you are going to be under scrutiny. I, she wasn't thinking about that as hard. I don't think that's really the bad, the, the whole, as negative as you think it is to me. It wasn't. Okay. I feel like in this day and age, internet like this was back when we were children maybe i would have been like i didn't expect this but one thing i have always said is i don't want to be famous and not because i don't want the money it's because i don't want people talking about me and everything i do so especially being a curvy girl how do you grow up not expecting that you're gonna be in people's eyes a curvy girl they don't talk about you (laughs) that's all they did that's all they do so i don't know okay and I think that might be part of it too, because she's thinking from our perspective, but versus someone who is who will be younger and knows everything is going to be on social media, and you're going to have a everyone's going to talk, be talking about you if you're. So I think her age is what in the book is she's in what in her mid twenties, early t- mid twenties, right? The um the character is in her. No, I think the character is kind of in her mid to late twenties, maybe. And I think that's a big difference um, when it comes to thinking about social media and the effects it's going to have in your, um, if you're famous or, you know, that noticeable thing. And I think she might not have thought of that in that way, that author, um, just for her age. Let this be a warning, young ladies. 
Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I, I can see what you're saying, Stacey. So like there could be a disconnect between the character and what the character would have grown up with. If you're 20 something now, then you've grown up with social media your whole life. And so it should not have been as maybe as big a thing, but the fact that she's making it a big thing in the novel is kind of a disconnect with maybe the character's age because she's the author is a little bit older. Uh, so last question, actually, for, for everybody here. We're going to talk overall. If you could rate this book on the Goodreads scale of one to five stars, what would you rate it? One, you hated it. Two, it was okay. Three stars, you liked it. Four stars, you really liked it. And five stars is Amazeballs. Now, of course, it doesn't say Amazeballs in Goodreads, but, you know, it was just amazing. So how would you rate that and why? So I would rate it three and a half stars. Because overall, like I said, I enjoyed the book. It was good. There was definitely some areas that were refreshing for me as a reader. And while lyricists did get on my nerves. I didn't dislike her overall, just had some moments. And, you know, that's real life, right? You're not going to like everybody um, all the time. But no, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was a good read. I, you could tell it's a good read because I finished it in a relatively short amount of time because some books just take forever because you're just trying to get through them. So no, I would give it a three and a half. I enjoyed it. Alrighty. I would give it a three and a half too. Um, a three and a half. When I first read it, I would probably say, oh gosh, this is a four. Um, now that I read other stuff now, uh, I would bring it down a little bit for three and a half, but I really enjoyed the book. It really made me go back to reading uh, romance novels and wanted to read more of her um, novels specifically. I like the character, so that's been a first in a long time for some, of the, for, for, for some romance novels. I liked that I could identify with her, with the character up to a point. I really enjoyed it. I would recommend to anyone who wants to read... Um, romance, particularly um, Black women, white male romance novels. Well, we'd like to say thank you so much, ladies. Um, Dana and Stacy. thank you so much for participating in our Nerdy Romantics book club discussion. <laughs> Love you for being here and for indulging in uh, my whims. Again, that book was Rock the Curves by Twyla Turner. And it is available now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Nerdy Romantics Podcast. To be up to date on the latest in the Nerdy Romantics Podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or on ymnelson.com. See you on the next episode. Stardate. Not too distant future. Brandon is a diehard Trekkie. He's watched every Star Trek franchise episode multiple times. He has several cosplay and collectible uniforms in his closet. Commander Will Riker is his favorite cosplay character, and he's been to dozens of conventions. But he's never met or gotten in a fight with another Trekkie like Phoenix. Phoenix is looking forward to her first Star Trek convention, until she meets Brandon. He's nothing like the Riker character she loves to hate. He's combative, 
socially awkward, and off-putting. But he's so adorable. Phoenix and Brandon keep running into each other, each time more heated than the next. With three days of convention to get through, will they get past the hostility and find what they know is there? Attraction and perhaps love? This is the premise of Stardate, a free e-story for my newsletter subscribers, available on February 1st. If you like Trekkie romance, romantic comedy, or just like to see a little grumpy sunshine trope, this story is for you. Go to ymnelson.com backslash subscribe and get your free copy.